Or worse, I text you and you call me. How <laughs> dare you? That happens all the time. Because he'll, he'll text me uh, as I'm driving somewhere, right? And I can't text him back, so I just call him. And for Mark? But that's the worst, isn't it? You text someone. I want to text you things. We can text back and forth. And then you call me? <laughs> like a savage? Welcome to Christ in All Things conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1:17, which says, Christ is before all things and in him all things hold together. Christ in all things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation because as you'll hear and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome back to part two of our conversation about Christian friendship with Jason Schachman and Mark Treadray, best friends here for going on a quarter of a century. 25 years. Going on 25 years. Yeah. And I love it. I want to encourage good friendship, good Christian friendship, I think, is a lost art. And I use the latter word purposefully. And so I want to talk to you guys about what, it, what, what does it take to maintain a Christian friendship. Well, again, as I think we've made clear throughout this conversation and, and even in our talks leading up to this, right? I, I don't, I certainly don't see visibly to me uh, a, a secret, a, ma- a secret sauce, a, a magic green, a magic feather to it. Um, it, to me, it is as simple as, giving this, you know, giving, trusting God to direct your steps. Uh, I know we use it a lot of times as a, as a marriage verse, but, but Ecclesiastes, a quarter of three strands is, is not easily broken. This is not anything that Jason and I set out 25 years ago to, to build together, but grace of God, uh, the Holy Spirit being led, being directed, you know, certainly, the path has been winding. It has not been a straight line from River Forest, Illinois to Okanomawak, Wisconsin. As Google Maps says it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jason, would you answer that question differently? No. Okay. Uh, I would add to it um, that par- part of what makes it work is we both know and and cherish the forgiveness that Christ freely offers us. And are willing freely to share that with each other. Right. There's a lot of grace, you know, between the, in our interactions between yeah. each other. Um, I, I remember specifically a couple of years ago, a, a, a game of ticket to ride that <laughs> literally ended with me flipping the table. I was just so angry. And then we sat down and, and we played another round. I, you know, it's, it may have taken a minute and a pint, but yeah. <laughs> I, I will I will tell you something from the outside looking in to answer my own to my own what what is sure. it because never ask a question you don't already know the answer to that's the well, secret or, of parenting that, and teaching or that something 
<laughs> something that I see in you. But we have, I want, part of the, my purpose with this episode is to encourage people to have and develop Christian friendships. I asked you, you know, what does it take? And, and Mark, you know, you said it, you know, it just kind of happened. And, and Jason, you said, well, we actually practice forgiveness with each, with each other, which is the heart and soul of the whole thing. Yeah. I would argue in something we said that Jason and I have said from the beginning of this podcast that this is this digital conversation as you, as you listeners are listening to this yeah. is helpful. But what's really important is that you're there in person. Yeah. You drove, my friend, you drove five and a half hours to be here with this schmuck. <laughs> you, to be here with your friend, with your family. And, and we do that, you know, uh, not to pat myself on the back, but I mean, Jason's vocation as pastor doesn't allow him to travel on the weekends. Uh, so we, we came to you, man. Yeah. But, you, and, but you're, and, you're and there. That's, and that's been the pattern, right? I mean, there have been a couple of times in 25 years, and I mean, on one hand, I can count them, that we've come to you guys. Because of your weekend schedule. Because I have a job that requires me to be present on the weekends. And, and I think, I do think, in 25 years, Mark, I really do think that it's on one hand I can count them. Seems right, actually. I, again, it... Uh, they all kind of mesh the kind together, of thing, right? Not the kind of thing that you spend a lot of well, time. Like We're not keeping score here. That's, that's part of that forgiveness that we have with and that we share with one another is we don't keep a record of wrongs. We, uh, yeah, I might have read that somewhere before. Mark's not keeping a ledger of how right. many times he's visited. Right, right. Nor is he keeping a ledger of how many times he's called me in a moment when he really needs to have a conversation and I wasn't able to answer. Nor, nor is he keeping a record of how many times he texted me and it took me three days to text him back. Or worse, I text you and you call me. How <laughs> dare you? That happens all the time. Because <laughs> he'll, he'll text me uh, as I'm driving somewhere. right? I can't text him back, so I just call him. And for Mark, but that's the worst, isn't it? You text someone. I want to text you things. We can text back and forth. And then you call me like a savage. What is wrong? You, Let's I, have a real. You were raised better than that. <laughs> oh, so I love this guy. I really I, do. I know. And it's, it, and for me, it's great. It's great to see. So Mark, for, for me, just looking at you guys from the out, from the outside, I know that if the position was reversed, that the Shockmans would be making the trip. You know, if 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 he didn't, if his if his call didn't, you know, had him there during the week and his weekends were free, they would be up to visit you guys. Absolutely, no doubt in my mind. Absolutely, yeah, they they would. Yeah. So, so to me, one one of the key things is in is you invest. You you communicate, you call, you text, and when you can, you go. And and they're investing in us right back when we come down here. We don't have a hotel in town. Uh, we're not going out to eat. You know, 
Colette is housing and feeding us, uh, you know, basically from the moment we walk in the door. I have a 16-year-old my, my daughter. My sense is she's a, pretty good at that. My, my sense is Colette Shockland's a pretty hospitable. Well, let's be honest. With the tread rays, we've gotten to a point where they walk in the door and we don't worry about cleaning before they come. Yeah. Because they're family and if they want something, we trust that they know how to forage. So the the kitchen is open the the cupboards are available and any and if you you find something go for it but my son is 12 going on 13 and my daughter is 16 so this is no small undertaking sure right? you're 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 feeding a platoon yeah. when when you agree to uh to bring in this family for two or three nights uh fish and visitors smell after 3 days we try to be conscientious of that and such and, we, and for some for some visitors right for some guests that that's just an absolute crack. But is it is uh it is amusing to to roll up to something like like installation and uh uh you know this is I, I've now been to all three of Jason's installations uh in Janesville, Wisconsin and, and West Salem, Wisconsin and now here. And uh if God calls him somewhere else, it doesn't matter where it is, I'm gonna be there because now it's tradition. Um <laughs> for one thing. But also just the looks on people's faces when you show up at a at an installation service and uh, you have no connection to the congregation and, and no outward appearing connection to the family. And you're just some guy who maybe is like a, I don't know, like a, like a, a roadie, a fanboy <laughs> pastor is like, Hey, I just like going to installation. I'm just crashing the installation. Like it's a wedding. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's fantastic. So what is the, that you could say on air? Sure. Jason. Yeah. The goofiest thing that you guys have done together. Oh, man. Um, that you can repeat for public consumption. We're big talkers. we got a lot of ideas and plans. We don't actually... We don't actually do a lot. Not we so much of it. Is on, we, we still have this great idea, and this would be hilarious, but I don't know if you're familiar with the, the television program Impractical Jokers. I am very familiar. Oh, my goodness. We would we would rule it. We want to do that for this... <laughs> This youth gathering is coming up in Houston uh, this yeah. summer, July 2022. You know, we would have so much fun playing some impractical Joker games out and about in the town of Houston and, and involve some, oh, that, I can't wait. That's going to happen one day. And, it, it, and it'll be you Deaconess and me. Meredith is going to listen to this. And, uh, and it'll be you and me and Billy McLean. Who's my college roommate at if, if we can get him to sign up, which I think he would. And, and probably Phil. Phil Zelensky, Reverend Phil Zelensky, Pastor Phil. Right, Pastor Phil. Uh, we the, the four of us spent about three years at... Getting the band back together. Getting the band. <laughs> Literally the band, because at Billy McLean's wedding, um, so we can tell this story. Uh, right at, over here in Brookfield, Wisconsin. At Billy McLean's wedding, right over here in Brookfield, yeah, right, right outside of Milwaukee. Um, the, at the reception... They to get the bride and the groom to kiss, right? Uh, the table had to sing a song with the word love in it. Well, you got a couple of guys at this table that have no problem coming up with songs and standing up and singing in front of people. And so I think at some point in the night, I don't remember if, if Bill told us our table wasn't allowed to sing anymore <laughs> um, or somebody did. And so we took, we went around and collected uh, empty or partially empty bottles from all the tables in the venue and created a 
bottle. What's it called? There's a term for it. A, a, a water organ, I think it's yeah, called. But right. yeah, where you pick up the bottles and you blow over the top of them. And we had about f- four people at the we were table playing them with forks. We're, what, is that what we were? Yeah. How were we blowing on them? No, I think we were actually playing them with forks. <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, yeah turning right. a little mallet percussion yeah, yeah. kind of a thing uh, with with you know glass bottles that had water in them. Uh, and you only so, need twelve for a major uh, a, a chromatic oh, scale. Oh, we had twenty four so, though. Yeah, I we, mean, we had a whole yeah. We, we could had play anything thing. you needed. Yeah, and we did. And it was great fun. And then uh, as the reception ended, right? There was definitely an after party. There was an after party in the in the, the parking lot for this hotel, I remember, was kind of like a courtyard setup, right? Where all the rooms are around the parking lot in the middle. And so after the reception ended, there was a there was a just a knot of us out there in the parking lot singing songs and telling stories and, and it was really nice of them to host that Concordia reunion, yeah. reunion right there in the parking lot. <laughs> it was it was fantastic. So what, Mark, for you, what's the goofiest thing you've done together that you can talk about publicly? The goofiest Yeah, goofiest thing. might... I mean, I have one. Jason and I right. are extremely goofy guys. Um, uh, I... This is, I'll, I guess I'll tell this story. This is embarrassing to me personally. So is this really the, is this the, by, by all, by all means. Um, so we're, you know, fast rewind back to uh, the summer, I think after my senior year of college. Um, oh yeah, that's I, right I before graduated. you moved to damn beard, wasn't right. it? So I'm, I'm a f- working on security and living in a dorm room. Actually, I had to stay in someone else's dorm because you know, they're cleaning or whatever and uh, my buddy Tony let me stay in his room and he's got the selection of DVDs. I get off work at midnight. I can't sleep because I've been working midnight dates, whatever. He's got all these movies I've never seen before. Great. What's this? Scream. All right. It was pretty popular. A lot of people say they like it. Uh, not, not horror movies, not really my genre, but I've never been really scared of movies or anything. So pop that in. It's midnight. I'll watch it and then I'll go to sleep. Super. Great plan. Good idea, Mark. This is genius. Uh, that first, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Scream. This is now a really old movie. I think they're coming out with the sixth one. But uh, that first scene terrified me. Um, I ended up watching that whole movie. Uh, and by the end of it, I did not want to be alone in the dark at 2 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so I grabbed keys and I ran downstairs to the switchboard and I'm banging on the door. Ran. Ran is the operative yeah, word Yeah, this here. is not exaggeration or hyperbole in any way. Uh, I ran downstairs. I'm banging on the door of the switchboard because it's locked. No, right? no, no. For Hang safety. on. You started banging way before you got to the door. The point is this. I ended up curled up in a, in a physical ball in the <laughs> knee hole of the desk underneath the university switchboard because I didn't want to be alone. Which is where I was sitting working the overnight shift of the switchboard. So uh, I'm sitting there at switchboard and uh, right inside of Addison Hall. And all of a sudden I hear one of the far doors from the dorm halls open and close. So, and I know the only people that have keys to this right now on campus are security. So I'm not worried about who's coming through the door. So I hear the door open and shut, and I hear this. The, the footsteps were somewhat urgent down Mark, the hallway. <laughs> running Stocking down the hallway. Stocking feet, yeah, pat, pat, right, pat, pat, pat. Right. And then I hear this banging on a wall. And and Mark is saying, as he's running, as he's banging on the wall, open the door, 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 open the door. It was a really, it was a really scary movie. So I... I hit the buzzer on the door and 
as I hit the buzzer on the door, Mark comes flying around the corner and the door crashes open. And the next thing you know, I'm sitting there at switchboard with, with Mark. Mark's not a little guy. No, I'm i uh, I'm six foot four and, and somewhere between 240, 270 pounds, depending on how many stressful my week has been. Mark's not a little guy. <laughs> Mark is curled up under the desk in a fetal position, rocking back and forth. <laughs> and, and I have no idea what's just gone down. So I'm sitting there at the desk going, what'd you do? And he goes, I watch Scream <laughs> by myself. <laughs> and all I could do so is So it's not laugh. my proudest moment. But it <laughs> but was goofy. It was goofy. And so, I mean, we, we spent the next four hours um, from two in the morning until six in the morning when, when my relief came in. Uh, sitting and there. I finally calmed down. You know, my blood pressure is back in the normal I, range. We spent the next four hours just hanging out at switchboard because Mark wasn't going to be, go be alone. Couldn't do it. So there's <laughs> there's some adversity. A, 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 what was it? A brother is born from adversity. Born born for adversity. Right. So now, there's a lot of other. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff. That so you each that get. We could tell you. You each air. get one more. Yeah. yeah. At least you each get one more. And I'm going to start with you, Mark. Tell me, tell me a story. Tell us a story about Jason Shockman that you can tell publicly for people to hear. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sitting here in, in Jason's office, and I'm looking up at this shelf where he's got these trophies. <laughs> Pastor is not shy about talking about his exploits <laughs> in West Salem, Wisconsin, and La, La Crosse Inter Interstate Speedway. Um, so I'm sure everyone has heard uh, the stories, but... But that was that was exciting when when Pastor was serving uh, in West Salem, uh, walking distance from this little racetrack, and and that come to find out that they had a faster pastor car race on this little quarter mile track, and and you get to you show up and they got these junk you know demo derby cars that uh, these area pastors would drive around three laps as fast as they could. And, uh, sorry, he's holding up seven fingers, seven laps, seven or eight. So what, gee whiz. Okay. Well, good for, good for you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, the very, but the very first time we did it, they kind of ran out of cars and, uh, listeners, uh, who know Pastor Shockman will be shocked, uh, amazed, stunned even to learn that he made friends on pit row, uh, in the three minutes, you know, we were hanging out there. Uh, and, uh, meets this young lady. She's got a, a Hornet, which is like you know, a, a real race car. The seats have been torn. It was like a Ford Escort, right? Like a 96 Ford Escort. The Mexican built Ford Escort, baby. The, the, the doors are all welded shut. The gas tanks ripped out. The glass is all knocked out. It's got the five point safety harness. It's, it's, this is a, a real race car. They call it a Hornet. And, uh, they, this, this stranger, <laughs> Let's uh, let's Jason drive this this race car that she's invested hours and hours and thousands of dollars uh, in creating, and uh, yeah, he lapped the field and pastor pastor, uh, <laughs> and uh, and and ne has never mentioned it since. I yes. only have six trophies on display, just just six. So there's more like in storage somewhere. What what I don't understand where you're going with this. Good good. We're very happy. That's for you. what I got. Thanks. She's, he's, he's, he's a very accomplished, uh, amateur race car driver. He has some interesting things on his wall. So 
But that's perhaps a, a topic for another Probably time. a whole other episode of the podcast. Right. Things in my office. Past, yeah. Like a walk through Pastor Jason's study. bookshelf. Yeah, a Bake walk it. through Pastor Shock. We'll, we'll call study. that episode Bacon Soda. Oh, man. Bacon Soda <laughs> so, and the Cleveland Browns. So what? what's your, Jason, What what's your one story to tell about Mark uh, that you can tell publicly? Okay, so Mark... Mark lived at Camp Dan Beard, which what is, is what does this a mean? Boy Scout camp. It's a Cook County Forest Preserve property that was operated at the time by the Northeast Illinois Council of the Boy Scouts of America, and I was the caretaker, so I lived in this house on this beautiful, you know, fifty, sixty acre forest property right in the middle of metropolitan Chicago area. Yep, it was incredible, uh, and for many nights during my last year at RF, and for about three weeks after I graduated, before I got married, I lived there. Um, Mark at that time had a, had a Rottweiler named Daisy. Weighed about 90, 95 pounds. Just, just a very intimidating dog, but, but as sweet as sweet as you could be, as, yes. as you can and want. She, she was as passively controlling as you've ever seen a Rottweiler be. She would, uh, come and sit next to you in such a way that her hind end leaned on your shin just to let you know she was really in charge. Okay. Okay. So uh, at, at a certain point, I, I had a key to the, to the house at Camp Dan Beard. Um, I was sleeping there on more than occasion. Um, and Daisy and I, got to the point where even if Mark wasn't home, uh, I would work in a lot of overnights. You yeah. Know. Working a lot of overnights at the dispatch center in Wheeling. Right. I, I would be able to open the door to the house and, and Daisy again, this near, nearly hundred pound Rottweiler whose head was as big as a watermelon would be asleep at the top of the, st there were stairs right when you came in the door and Daisy would always sleep right at the top of the stairs. So Jason says he has a key. I'm not even sure I left the door unlocked because with this 90 pound Rottweiler who is going to lift up her head over the stairs, it's, it's again, it's another scene out of a different horror movie there. You open that door <laughs> and the dog looks down at you. One or two things is going to happen. Either the dog's going to uh, let you know that you're not welcome and you're going to, escort yourself out or what Jason tended to experience is Daisy would lift up her head and look at me and then her head would flop back down. Oh, you're good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's you. Okay. And then I'd come in and step over her and walk into the living room and eventually she'd pick herself up and walk into the living room and lay on the floor or sit on the floor on the couch that I was sitting on in such a way, just so she could lean some weight on the couch that I was on to let her, let me know. But, but Daisy's attitude yeah, was basically, Oh, it's you. Yeah. All right. Well, beer's in the fridge. You know where the TV is. <laughs> so, uh, so Mark, um, it, they were having uh, every now and then they would have bonfires at the camp. It was a great big open space. Uh, I remember a bonfire that was built out of pallets that were stacked three high. Oh. It was an aggressive fire that had been s s 
maybe I, improperly soaked in something. I don't that know was what flammable. the statute of limitations on recreational burning and Cook County Forest Reserve property is, but hopefully then I, we're good. Yeah, hopefully we're good. Um, it it was a fire. Bur- burning Man had nothing. Not gonna on, say you could see it from space, but well, <laughs> there's a lot of trees. You know, got it. It's not like the okay. So you're burning a fire in the woods. Yeah. No, I mean, but that I mean with just, a Rottweiler and and some scout friends that had all come over for this and, and some this, police department friends yeah and, you know because they were all there too um that those are memories that i i will always have of being a friend to mark and how mark was willing to share his life with me even a part of his life that wasn't our our life connected to school right um his friends from scouts his 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 dog at the camp, his house at the camp, where I, I was allowed to come and go as if I lived there, as if we were family, as if we were brothers. So, Jason, I want to stay with you. And, and we've got just a handful of minutes here, most. I'm going to ask you both the same question, but I'm going to start with you. What has Mark... How has he most helped you in your walk with Christ? In your Christian discipleship? I didn't prep either of these guys with this question. And J- Jason is staring off into space. This here is thinking. great radio here as we both sit here. Yeah, no, I th- but I think, um, I think I can answer it rather simply. Sure. Uh, Mark... <sighs> helps helps me not take myself too seriously right when i when i get all bent out of shape about something regarding theology or regarding the church or regarding piety or pietistic things or you know the holier than now like you know attitude that a lot of people think christians have uh this friendship that I have with Mark doesn't let me stew in it. Right. And if it, and if it really is like a, a, a really big theological thing that needs to be, that we need to talk through that we, it is of concern. It is of value to discuss it. We can engage in that. We can have that conversation. And if it's me being an adult, he'll tell me. Right. And, and I, Shocker, right? I tend to view everything in my world through theological lenses. Like everything. I mean, I watch movies with theological lenses, right? So in many ways, um, my friendship with Mark and, and, and what he gives to me is the ability to step back from deep theology and be, be a person. Fair enough. How about you, Mark? Well, it's exactly what you'd expect. Uh, I help Jason not take himself too seriously. Jason helps me see the holy moments in, uh, you know, the frivolity and the 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 amusement uh, of life, you know, and, and gives me permission uh, to have, the, explore those deep spiritual underpinnings that uh, run like a current through everything in life. I, there's no one else that I can call 
uh, to talk about the uh, theological the, the theology of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon, <laughs> right? And try to really probe exactly what their religion is and how this works. Um, but that's and we know, did that, and and we that's definitely a conversation that happened. Um, but uh, but yeah, to be able to sure, I I I I don't know if I'm that smart. I I have read a book or two. Um, but, uh, you know, to be able to bounce these ideas off each other and, uh, really kind of try to dig into what, what God is doing and, um, what it all means and solve the world's problems. Uh, again, see those holy moments in, in the midst of the humor and the comedy and the, the, the farce that is earthly life. So I just had a, I just had a kid graduate from college. He's going to be a Lutheran school teacher. Uh, my second child, 30 seconds. What, what's your advice for him about how best to maintain his Christian friendships? You got to invest. You, you, you do have to invest and pour in to, uh, to your friends and, uh, you know, use your empathy, meet their needs wherever they are and however they can and trust that, uh, when you need them to, they're going to do the same for you. How about you, Jason? Be there. Be willing to be there, even if it's from a distance. And if that's all you can do, that's all you can do. So be there. Be willing to listen. Um, be willing to challenge. Uh, and and I think primarily r- remember what it is that unites you. Right? We have a holy God who has, by his grace, given us to each other. And he knows infinitely far more than we could ever and, and is willing to give us abundantly more than we could ever hope or imagine. Um, although usually not in the way that we want. Amen. Friends, you two, it's, uh, I have, I've so looked forward to this, delighted to be around you, and I pray that you have a, a great remainder of your weekend together. Thank you for being with us on Christ in all things. For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristInAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping, as well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping. And a word of thanks, plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001.
Intro outro music setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.